Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio Delamore, and I'm, I feel so honored that you've decided to listen, to be part, to watch. Um, I really believe that everyone at some point in their life, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, you're going to go through some form of restoration. It's either in your heart, your home, your marriage, with a child, your finances, your business, or in your personal life. The whole purpose of this podcast is to help you stay on the road uh, to restoration. Because sometimes you can get so tired and weary that you want to get you want to get off the road, or or maybe you've fallen off the road. You need to get back on. The whole point is this: is that God has your restoration on your mind. And today I have the privilege to have a conversation that I'm going to share with you uh, with Pastor Josiah Silver from Freedom House. His church is located in Irvine, Orange County, La Brea, online in English and Espanol también. Come on, somebody. I'm in Espanol. Pastor Josiah, it's good to have you. It's Thank good you to be for on. joining. Love you, Pastor Serge. Come on now. I am wearing this sweatshirt of yours. Rebuild, <laughs> restore, revive. Right, Everywhere go. I go, even in Target, people have liked it. Wow. I don't know if I could rebrand this. <laughs> Come on. But um, yeah. when you did this series, I remember coming to the church and sitting there thinking, this is a word from God. Come on. And I want to talk about the final word, revival. Let's go. Because... I genuinely believe, God, there is a revival breaking out in the United States of America. And I believe that God is raising up new voices. I believe you're one of those voices. You're one of the fastest growing churches in America right now, no doubt. And I believe more than ever that we need voices to speak about revival. Talk to us about revival. Why did you use the word revival? Because I think that when I read the scriptures, that's the ultimate goal of God. Is for he said that if the same spirit that dwells and dwell that dwell that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us and it would revive, it would quicken our mortal bodies. That it's it's a byproduct of being connected to heaven. It's a flow, right? You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Revival is is not, and I'm I'm gonna go a little real here. Revival's not just a service where everybody's excited. Yes. Revival is is a state of life. You know, it it is it, it is a state of I mean, I would say, I don't want to have just revival in church and I have it in my home. Yes. I don't want revival just during a song, but not when I'm walking into a business meeting. What does it look like when it's at home? Well, what does it look like when you're walking into your business? Yeah. When you're a carrier of revival, what does that look like? And I'm going to again go here. I think my Pentecostal roots, yes, there's a sense of excitement in revival. Because like, you can't be re- in a spirit of revival and be sad, right? There's a joy. Yes. But revival to me is is a sense of of purpose it's a sense of of a confidence in god it's a sense of of uh, acuteness it's a sense of just focused and i think what hinders revival i want to talk a little bit about that is distractions 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 because i don't think you can have a true revival in your life if you live a distracted life you live a disfragmented life um, Whoa! Yeah, because Whoa. when you're okay, well, I need to talk about that. <laughs> because when your life is distracted or disfragmented, you can't. There's no life. There's no revive. There's there's no 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 flourishing. You're stale. You're, stale, you're you know stagnant. Stagnant things things are 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 just in in pieces. You know, and so going back to your shirt here or the sweater, the word that God had given us is out of Nehemiah in Nehemiah chapter six and verse three. The Bible says that once Nehemiah started rebuilding the city, right, rebuilding the walls and things were coming into restoration, there came some people that tried to discourage him. And he made this statement. He said, 
He was on the ladder, literally building, oh. in the middle of building. And he says, I am doing a good work and I cannot come down. That is a sense of such focus that nothing can get me off of my godly grind of what I'm called to build. That's a person in revival. A person that says, I don't care what you offer me. I don't care where you invite me. I don't care what, what, how good it looks or how good it doesn't look. I'm doing a good work and I cannot, will not, shall not, I can't come down. And that focus, that vigor is what, what I, to me, not only inspires others or brings revival to yeah. others, but that's what births revival. I think there's too many people that, that want, so to speak, revival. And I guess I could talk in the context of church, but I know there'd be different people that are, are listening to this. Maybe you don't pastor church, but, uh, you, you, you want, you know, you can't build a great marriage if you're, you're, you're so focused on everything else, yes. right? And, and you gotta be like, no, man, I'm, I'm doing a good work. And so you gotta, you have to, you got to be clear of what your values are, you know? Okay. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is, is I often say is vision doesn't build something. Values build something. So everybody has a vision. I have the vision. I want to see it. It's great. But what are your values? Like, like what, what's going to drive? Like what revival is, is what drives you? When you mean you? values, what are you talking about? I'm talking about like your, your, your values. So like, for example, for me, I got my values that I put in my home with my kids, but it's what you seem important. Okay. What are your values at so, home with your let kids? Let me say this. The opposite of the, what well, revival is, is one thing, but the opposite revive is dead, right? Either you're dead or you're alive. To me, something that's dead is it's dead, not because, um, you know, I'll say like this, not everything dead is, is in a coffin, right? So some things are dead. They're just dead because they're not moving nowhere, not going nowhere. It's like stagnant water that we talked about earlier. And so to me, values, what it does is it keeps life flowing. It just, it keeps it, it keeps it breathing. It keeps it going. It's like, this is where I'm going. This is what happened. And I always go back to talk about this, but if somebody is um, dealing with the financial situation, right? Is poverty is just a broken value system. There are, there are no dysfunctional people. There's just dysfunctional patterns. So say it one more time. Whoa. There's no dysfunctional people. There's dysfunctional patterns. And if you have, if you have given your life to dysfunctional patterns or given your life to the wrong values, that's why you don't have revival. So when you say the wrong values, I'm thinking belief systems, behaviors yeah. that are inconsistent right. with who you're called to right. be. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of your personal values? So uh, my personal values, I mean, I'll tell you right now, number, number one is I, I honor God, right? Okay. So that is a value. God honoring. I'm God, I'm, man, I'm, we, 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 we honor God. And so what that value does is it filters everything in my life that if it doesn't honor God, I have no part in it. Okay. What's another one? Number two, um, now, well, uh, I guess I'll do my family values here. But yeah. yeah. Number two is we love God. Number two is, uh, we love family. And so our family, what does that mean? Did you well, to me, I love my family, right? I'm loyal to my wife. I'm loyal to my kids. I'm loyal to, to what's going to uh, nurture my family. So I'm not going to put anything in front of my family. Uh, number three is I always say this, the Silva's help people. So like we given our life to make other people better. People call that ministry. I just call it serving people. Of course it is ministry, but Silva's help people. Uh, our fourth value as a family is this, the Silva's are healthy. So our physical health is important. Um, you know, what we eat, how we, how we work out, we do things. Our fifth family value is, um, 
the the Silvas uh, love the Word of God, and so again, that's just something that we memorize Scripture. We we do things. We we make sure that it's always in, in alignment. Uh, number six is the Silvas are blessed, and so we should we will be blessed financially. We'll be blessed. You know, are are we building our future? Are we establishing that? And uh, and so yeah, that's that's our family values. So again, those values establish your life. You know, to go more specific. And that helps you build and sustain revival. Absolutely. Revive, alive, right? So it's alive. It's so happening. It's if, moving. If our family is in decline, right. let's get back to living our values. Absolutely. If our our relationships are in decline, let's get back to our values. Right. That's uh, powerful. And so values that we're going to build, you're talking about revival. Yeah. That's what builds. Because again, you know, Pentecostal values, right? They think, oh, I'm in revival because I had a great church service, but yet they go home and their life is in dis- disorder. Yeah, because if you're having a revival and you're, re- and you're recapturing values, so you're recapturing the value of purity. You're recapturing the value of staying in the presence of God, of obedience. Yeah. Wow. And so, you know, as practical as it may sound, someone says, you know, um, if someone's broke, well, you have a misplaced value system. You're placing more value on things that are not going to lead you to blessing instead of value on investments or budgeting. Like my 22 inch rim spinners. (laughs) So whatever you put value on is what's going to guide your life. So I know I went real practical there, but of course revival is spiritual. I want to say that because I don't want to, I don't want to limit that because you can be so practical, but not have spiritual revival. So absolutely revival to me is someone that has is in the presence of God, right? Is memorizing scripture that is fasting. It's that's what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah went on a fast. He, he went to talk to the physical king, but for us, that's the spiritual king, right? So what has brought revival in my life, man, I fast and I believe God. I was actually talking to someone recently and they were like, they're telling me like, well, you know, um, I just, you know, I think I just need to get better at this skill. And I said, that's great. But let me tell you something. If you are not strong spiritually, there's only stuff you can do and there's stuff that only God can do. And you ain't going to see God move unless you get strong with God or you get to a place where where you're like, man, spiritually, I'm seeking the face of God. So prayer and, and fasting and those spiritual disciplines. So over the years, your church is 14 years? Yes, this, this August will be 14 years. 14 years old. What are some of the values that you instilled into the congregation there are three basic ones: say, excellence, honor, and commitment. Okay, explain biblical. that to us. Excellence is not your is not perfection. It's giving God your best, right? So we are, we're people of excellence. We is that your best? Two is honor, right? No, there'll be no mighty work without honor. We're both reverent and relevant, but we don't sacrifice rel- reverent on the altar of relevance. So okay. we honor the things of God. And number three is commitment. We're all in, fully surrendered for a move of God. And so those three values have shaped freedom as to what it is today. And what would you say to a family that's listening right now, husband, wife, who they're in brokenness? And what are some values that they can build off of? Well, number one, I say revisit what's important to you. You know, if if what's important to you is popularity, you're going to end up empty. You, you have to you have to reshift that. You, okay. You're like, what's what's important to you? And it really is a soul searching. Like, what drives you every day? If you want true revival. Like what drives you? If you, if what drives you is to be right, then you're going to revival in your marriage, right? So if what drives you is is uh, you know promiscuity, or what drives you is the next drink, or what drives you is to get high, what drives you is Saturday night, you're gonna, you're not going to build a revival life until you have revival in your values. And so, if you're listening now, I would say go back to the drawing board and 
and start to say, I'm going to start making these things important in my life. And what are everything, some things that they can make important? Well, number one is get a hold of your schedule. If you want practical or spiritual. So I, I can give you both because to me, true revival is we're, we live in two dimensions. We live in the practical dimension, the spiritual dimension. I, I want you to speak in tongues, but I also want you to have a good credit score. Okay. So like you got to have both because you're not going to be able to have true dominion if one of those areas is not right. Now, some of the pendulum swings where they're prophesying, tongue talking, but they, they don't know how to, how to sign a contract or they don't know how to, how to get a job. And that's why you're not having full dominion. On the flip side, you can have good credit. You can have money in the bank. But if you don't know how to pray for your food, well, you ain't got no spiritual dominion. So God wants you to have both. And so to me, true revival is you're dominating both spheres. I dominate this practical and the spiritual. So for you, I'd get up two pieces of paper, write practical, write spiritual, and start placing values that are going to build what you want to see in your life. I think too many people are, are having vision boards, but not value boards. I love that. <laughs> because yeah. I've always seen your values are the result of what you believe. Yeah. And your behaviors. Okay. And when you believe something and you live it out, it creates a value. And that value creates culture mm-hmm. in the atmosphere of your home. Right. And oftentimes we want to see revival, but we don't want to change the atmosphere that we're in. Right. We want to see our, ch- our kids change, but we don't want to change. We want to see our finances grow, but we don't want to discipline our spending. Right. Or first of all, we don't want to put God first in <laughs> our on. finances. Let's just start there. Yeah, start there. Um. I know that over the years you have helped thousands of people experience restoration. What would you say to someone right now in our last minute who is going through brokenness and pain? They want to give up. I want you to just look at the camera and talk to them for a minute about what would you say about why they shouldn't give up? I would say to that person that's watching right now that, you can't give up, number one, because you matter to the plan of God. I, I know that's one of the hardest things to hear, that especially when you're going through the mind battles, maybe thoughts of, of inadequacy, insignificance, maybe suicide, maybe like you don't matter, like the kingdom can do better without me. I, I just tell you that is a lie from the pit of hell. There is so much God has put inside of you that that's why the devil fights you. There's such an impact that your life can make that if no one has ever told you that, let this be the very prophetic word that you need to hear, that God is going to bring something great in your life. Why do I know that? Because you're listening to this right now and you're never too far gone from the full restoration power of God, that I've seen God rebuild people's lives that were living in cars to now being business owners and leading people to Jesus. I've seen God restore marriages that they were completely uh, living in separate homes. I've seen God... uh, Uh, Just turn things around. And if God did it for them, he can do it for you. And if God did it for this kid who grew up in Section 8 housing, in the project, government programs, introduced drugs at 10 years old, and God changed my life, he could definitely change your life. Pastor Josiah, thank you. And thank you for listening to The Road to Restoration. I genuinely believe this. If you'll let friends know that God is a restorer, you'll also be part of that crew that is helping to restore a generation. Thanks for listening. God bless you.